I want to start out by having you tell me a little bit about your background. You know, where where are you originally from, and what was your journey like to get to the U.S.? Grew up in Hermosillo, in Sonora, and uh, came here when I was a young boy, and then my, grew up here. My dad worked different jobs, but the majority of the time worked as a bus driver for the city of Tucson and TUSD, which is the school district here in Tucson before. And that was that was the the the, um, the journey, you know, just working hard. And I grew up in a two bedroom apartment. My parents bought their first home when I was in, in college. On my last week uh, of college is when they moved into their the home that they live in now, which was another part of the American dream. You know, one of the stories that that I tell people all the time is my dad, when I was about to launch the campaign in 2021, he said, uh, Juan, where else could we have our story? He said, we come to the country, we immerse in the culture, we learn English, we become U.S. citizens. He said, I drive a bus my whole life, and now my son has a shot at becoming a member of the United States Congress. Where else in the world could we have our story? And the answer is nowhere else. This is this is the uh, the American dream, but I believe that everybody has an American dream story, whether it's from an immigrant perspective or from a perspective of having been born here and maybe for generations and just wanting a real opportunity and the freedom to go and pursue your dreams. So that's been my journey. I have two younger sisters. Now I'm uh, married. My wife, uh, Laura, she is a first generation American from California. She was born in California. Her family's from Michoacan. And we have six kids and we're raising them here in Tucson. Great, great. And I've heard you talk a lot about your parents teaching you about the value of hard work and the can-do attitude. Yeah. How have you applied that to your life? Well, that's a that's a very good question. My dad has been that example for me of just hard work, of just getting out there, getting it done, not complaining, and having the, the right perspective always, the goal in mind. You know, um, as he says now, all the sacrifices that he made were for my sisters and for me, for us to be able to pursue what we want to do. And my mom was always that pillar of faith, always reminding us that prayer is powerful, that God has to play a role in our lives. And, and we've, we've kept that. So between the balance of really hard work that my dad has always done and that perspective of faith and going to church that my mom always raised us in, I think that was a powerful combination that, that really uh, um, allowed me to do this. You know, when I used to wash cars not too far from here with my dad when I was, in, when I was younger, when I was in school still. We used to go to these big houses and wash their cars. And I remember that um, I would look at these houses and think like, my God, these are mansions. Like, I'll never be a part of this world. You know, it seemed like out of town going to these places. And I think my, my dad could kind of read my thoughts. This is, goes back to your question because he, he would tell me, Juan, remember, we're working with these now. And he would point to his hands and say, so that later you can also work with this. And he would point to his head and say, because you got to always work hard. And whatever you do, it's either thinking or it's uh, in meetings or if it's working hard con las manos, decía, you know, with, with your hands. Um, <clears throat> but whatever it is, you got you to gotta give it your best. And my mom was always like that as well. It was like, whatever you do, you got to do it right. And got to do it right the first time. So, so this upbringing really taught me the, the value of hard work. And I work hard in college. I, I used to work in maintenance when I was at Pima Community College. So I changed the light bulbs. I um, unclucked the toilets. I did everything that had to be done uh, working in that job. I worked at Wendy's also when uh, the college was closed uh, at the fast food place because I wanted to pay for my school and, and, and not have um, that burden. And I earned scholarships as well. So it's, it's that, that work ethic that now we're instilling in our kids as well that I think uh, make the American dream possible. You know, oftentimes a path to citizenship is difficult or almost impossible for some people. How was that path? You know, did you, was it through a petition? 
Um, did you ever live here in the country unlawfully? A little bit more about that. We so we came in through the port of entry, and, and my parents um, processed the paperwork when when they were here. It, it's in the and you know this the process takes long. You have to go through health background checks, and you know our church was very important in this process because um, you need a sponsor when when uh, you're here and you're going through the process. So it it, it had to do again with with the church aspect and. And, and just uh, you know, getting in the paperwork at the right time and staying on it. And quite frankly, uh, attorneys played a role in this, and that was probably one of the most expensive parts of this whole process. Definitely very, very long process. Yeah. Um, so being sworn in to the U.S. House of Representatives, uh-huh. I imagine, was a big moment for you. Talk to me about that moment. I know your family was there yeah. to, to witness that with you. So how was that like? It was a two something a.m. Okay, and uh, because if you remember that week was a, a week that we expected this to happen on the or hoped that it would happen on the first day, and we kind of suspected what may go on that week. But it took 15 votes, and that process was was longer than we wanted it to. <clears throat> but it also gave us the opportunity to give a nomination speech for the Speaker of the House at that time uh, for Kevin McCarthy, who was uh, not the Speaker yet, but he was you know gearing up to be the Speaker. So uh, the record was nine votes 100 years ago, and uh, I was able to give the record-breaking nomination speech at the 10th vote. It still took four more after that. So we, uh, but right when it happened on the 15th vote, it was early in the morning, about two something a.m., and we had the votes. We voted for the speaker. He was sworn in, and then the swearing in of the members was next right after that. My family was able to, they were there in the gallery the whole time, and they were able to come down on the floor and they were with me, and uh, there's a picture of, of us hugging, and my son is like, he's got his two fists up, like, we did it kind of thing. My seven-year-old asked me, uh, did we finally win, Daddy? I'm like, yes, we've, we're finally here. We're official. We got it done. Uh, it was such a special moment. And also because, you know, the first time that I was there uh, on the Hill, it was as an intern back in 2003, when I was still a resident. So I had a green card the first time I did an internship on the Hill. And then 20 years later, I can come back and I'm a member at that time of the United States Congress. So we go from an intern with a green card to a member and, and we get a green pin uh, for being a member this year. So I, be, I, I went from a green card to a green member pin. So that was a very special moment as well. Um, and I understand there's a photo also of you um you know, taking the oath on top of the Bibles of your yeah. kids. Yes, uh, thank you for asking that. So when you do the oath on the on the floor, that's that's one ceremony, but you can also have your choice of what do you swear to the Constitution on and, and swear to, you know, uphold uh, the laws of this country and and uh, put your hand on, on the Bible. That's what most people do. Well, mine had my kids' Bible stacked on there, but they were all sitting on my mom's Bible. So that Bible that my mom has used to pray for me and, 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 and have good hopes for me for my whole life, it was the foundation of my kids also being able to have their own faith. So that was the significance of that. So serving as a member of Congress, you know, comes with a lot of responsibility and can be very time consuming. But I also understand family is very important to you. So how do you balance the two? How do you balance being a a congressman and also being a father? What what an amazing question. And and thank you for addressing it, because it's probably when people ask me, what's a what's a the best thing or the hardest thing about being in Congress, uh, I, I it's an honor to serve my community. And that is the best part, the, the pride in that and, and what comes with, with serving in the United States Congress. One of the hardest things and not the hardest thing is, is leaving, is, is, is going, uh, you know, leaving the family here and, and going there and being separated for, 
for every weekday for weeks, uh, you know, back-to-back weeks and so on. So that's the, that's the most challenging for me and for them as well. I've always been very involved, like coaching in sports and uh, dropping them off at school and being there for the plays and, and, uh, and the rehearsals and all that. And, and now I'm, I'm missing some of that, and it's, and it's hard. So it, you just have to be more intentional. To be honest with you, I think I, I realized that when I was here, I think I was probably wasting a lot of time as well. You know, you're at home, but you're not really at home. Uh, so now when I'm when I'm here with them, I am very intentional about the time. The last week that I was here, when uh, when we had a, a week to be here in the district, I did a one-on-one with each of them. There's six of them, right? So we either took a morning or an afternoon, and we went out, and, and we just did whatever they wanted to do. Went to their favorite restaurant. We talked. We caught up. Things that, that um, maybe I wasn't as intentional about before before having to split my time between two sides of the country. But now it is, and I have to give a lot of credit to Laura, my wife, who is uh, amazing in her own right she's you know a first a first in her family as the first woman in her family to attend college and she did so on the full academic right to stanford and then you know we met in washington dc in the same fellowship program and then he she came down here to the u of a got a master's from the eller college and and has had a very successful practice as well in business and um and, and now has has really shifted gears and focused more on 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 the family and it, so she holds it all together and she's amazing wonderful and i wouldn't be here without her either and congressman siskamani it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you so much anytime